It's time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. Hello and welcome to the podcast edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you here on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. It's Alfie once again filling in for WB, who's continuing to recover from surgery. So hopefully he'll be back on the program here before we wrap up the 2022 season of Southern Race Week Radio. So uh, thank you so much for taking the time to tune in and listen to the podcast this week. And whether you're at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud, whatever one of these podcast locations you're listening to us on, we would really appreciate it if you take the time to subscribe to the podcast as well. As a subscriber, anytime a new podcast is up and available for you to download and listen to, you will get a notification to let you know the latest episode of Southern Race Week Radio is up and available for you as a podcast, once again, on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Once again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen in and tune in to the podcast this week as we have another exciting episode of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. We have some star-studded guests that will be joining us this week. In just moments, we will hear from the Motor Racing Networks and also Sirius XM NASCAR Channel 90's The Morning Drive. The one and only Mike Bagley as he'll get his thoughts on the conclusion of the NASCAR season for 2022. Also, we'll be speaking with Bandolero driver from here in the Georgia area, Emma Britt, who was recently at the Bull Ring at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway doing some Bandolero racing. So we'll get her thoughts on that and also her thoughts on her 2022 racing campaign. And then we'll wrap things up on the podcast this week with Lenny Batiki, the host of PRN at the track as he'll bring us the latest in short track news on this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. So just sit back, relax, uh, get set to enjoy a great edition of the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And I got to tell you, it was very weird not having NASCAR on uh, for the first time here in 2022. Although, good thing NHRA was on, so I was able to watch the NHRA finals from Pomona, California this past weekend on Fox. A lot of action there from Pomona, of course, the last event of the NHRA season as they crowned champions and uh, we'll give you those uh, drivers here in uh, just a couple of minutes when we do the racing recap here on this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio a podcast. But I do want to remind you about our social media platforms. We have a Facebook page and Twitter you can check out. Just like our Facebook page at Facebook.com slash Southern Race Week or follow us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And we also have the email address. So feel free to reach out to us. Let us know what you think about the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, or if you're an up-and-coming driver and you'd like to get some notice here on Southern Race Week Radio, please let us know if you're an up-and-coming driver as well. That email address is srwradio at yahoo.com. That is srwradio at yahoo.com. But uh, real quickly, let's take a look at the racing recap from the weekend of Friday, November 11th through Sunday, November 13th. And the only thing we need to bring you up to date on is the NHRA as they had their last event of the 2022 campaign. And let's give it up for the winners in the NHRA as the points have been tallied up. And here are your winners in the top fuel division from John Force Racing, Brittany Force, who is a two-time top fuel champion and also brought championship number 22 to John Force Racing. Congratulations there to Brittany Force and John Force Racing. Over in the funny car division, friend of the show, Ron Caps has won for the third time and also back-to-back champions in the funny car division. So congratulations there to Ron Caps, and for the first year as a owner of his team as well. So that's the great news for him. Over in the pro stock division, she won this championship a couple of weeks ago, wrapped it up 
Erica Enders is your Pro Stock champion. And then finally, over in the Pro Stock Motorcycle Division, Matt Smith comes away with the uh, championships. And congratulations to those four drivers for winning their respective divisions here in the NHRA Camping World Drag Racing Series for 2022. So that'll put a wrap on all the racing series that we cover, NHRA, IndyCar, and NASCAR. So um, looking forward to the offseason, and I'm very excited to welcome back racing here in a 2023. So I'm uh, very excited uh, about that. So there you go. That is your uh, racing recap from this past weekend of racing action. So uh, keep it locked in. The podcast continues as we've got Mike Bagley coming up for you right now. And then following him, we will hear from Emma Britt and Lenny Patiki on this week's edition of the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. Hey, this is Brandon Jones, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We continue on with this brand new edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio Podcast. We've got a couple of weeks to go here in our season, uh, Southern Race Week Radio, before we bring you a bunch of best stuff, before we kick off the season again. But... We couldn't end another season of Southern Race Week Radio without this gentleman who's been a great friend of the show. I mean, I think the popularity of Southern Race Week Radio is due to the fact that we have this gentleman on the program. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in via the Food Depot Zoom line. Great friend of the show. You hear him every morning on Sirius XM Channel 90, the morning drive, and then also part of the fabulous team over the Motor Racing Network that just wrapped up their coverage of NASCAR here in 2022 at Phoenix. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Mr. Mike Bagley. One day you are going to rupture a heim joint, my friend. And hello, welcome, and thank you for having me. <laughs> Bagman, as always, we always appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio, sir. As I mentioned, you're a great friend of the show, and we always appreciate you when you take time to uh, join us here. Before we talk about the Cup Series race on Sunday, and of course, uh, for us here in the Atlanta area, Chase Elliott and how he did, what did you take away from the weekend? Well, to get going, obviously we crowned four champions over the weekend, Arkham and Art Series West truck xfinity and cup but i just want to pause for a moment and just say that we're all still thinking about the gibbs family we got up to some horrible news on sunday actually it happened after we got to the racetrack that word started to filter through the property that there was something going on with the gibbs family ty wasn't going to be able to race they were pulling the car off the grid and we went into you know frantic scramble mode and ultimately at the end of that journey found that we had lost coy gibbs who was celebrating the championship with his son, Ty, just hours prior at the racetrack. And we were all still trying to comprehend that and process that and still are to this very day. Joe has lost two sons. Ty has lost his father. Heather has lost her husband. And, you know, we're all we're all just thinking about the Gibbs family and what is just you just can't even comprehend what they're going through right now. And especially Joe having lost both of his sons. So. So we're we're mindful and respectful of obviously what the Gibbs family is going through. That then became front and center, and the racing turned into a backdrop. And but we still had a race to do on Sunday. So as we're still mindful and thinking of the Gibbs family, obviously they came close with almost having a JGR car win the title and Christopher Bell. But at day's end on Sunday, it was Joey Logano rising to the occasion as he's done before. Last time he did it was 2018. And taking the Shell Pennzoil Ford Mustang 
to Victory Lane. And I know that that is a sore subject for a lot of folks in Georgia, in Atlanta, especially up in Dawsonville, considering what happened there on the racetrack to prevent Chase from getting his second championship. But look, I'll take it to to Chase right off the stop here. I, I or start. I I think that they had a great year. They obviously wanted a title, but with the successes that they had, they had nothing to hang their heads about. I think that they were good, formidable championship opponents. But at the end of the day, it was Joey Logano and Team Penske and Ford ruling the roost and taking home the big series heavy hardware. And I mean, for us here as Chase Elliott fans, and I'll include myself in there. I mean, Logano rolled off of there, and he was pretty much dominant from the the green flag. Uh, to the checkered flag. I said that I think they said in the broadcast there was only like a handful of laps that he wasn't leading. Uh, and most of those were under caution when they came into the, the pit. And I know you and Joey have a great relationship because he's usually weekly on your show. We know how he is as a race car driver, but you get a great opportunity to get to know him more as an individual and as a person as well. What are your thoughts of Joey as just not only the driver, but as someone that you've gotten kind of getting to know over the year doing your weekly segment with him? Well, this is obviously coming from the perspective of of a non-fan. Like, I'm not a a race fan that, you know, digs in and, and roots for or against someone. But over the years, I've gotten to know him. And the thing that puzzles me is I don't know why he gets booed so much. Because you can make the argument that he possesses some qualities that would tap into some qualities that were liked and respected from other generations of, of drivers. He can be aggressive when he needs to. He's very talented. He's a wheel man. You give him the ball more times than not, he's going to bring you back something to show for it. He's a good family man. He's a quality race car driver. And I just don't understand why the booze rain down on him like they do. Um, One of the things, he's a quality, classy individual. Known him for years. Uh, he joins us on our show on Sirius XM on a frequent, regular basis, and he's one of the resources for me in the garage. I'll go to him and ask him questions or ask for perspective, and he's always so willing of his time. It's funny. Friday, I worked practice for MRN, and when I walked into the garage, I made a beeline to the championship four cars, and they're all there. Drivers are starting to mill about, but none of the championship four drivers were there except for Joey. He was standing over by the car. He was talking to his guys and um, I walked over there and he looked up and he saw me coming and just started to smile. And he put his arms behind Mm -hmm. his back and clasped Mm -hmm. them. And uh, I said, uh, what's going on, chief? What do you think? He says, I'm ready to go. And he's just smiling. I said, why are you smiling so much? He says, because half of us right now don't know what we're in for, but the other half does. And he says, I know exactly what's coming down the line a couple of these others don't and he was speaking of obviously ross and and chris where he and chase have been there before we had we had just a brief exchange i don't get too heavy with conversation before a driver gets in the car let them go in there and he went out there and he is um he is you know going out there and he's okay sixth or seventh and that's when paul wolf came to play so paul that night decides to change what he needs to change and Joey's a qualifying guy. If you need a qualifying lap, that's your man right there. Turned in a good qualifying lap, had a good first stage, second stage, kind of got shuffled back, but took advantage of some restarts and powered his way to the front when he needed to and walked away with a championship. To me, he is a well-rounded driver. He's a well-rounded man. 
And I think that he is one of the few champions in this sport most recently that will represent us very well. He has never given Roger Penske, Shell, Pennzoil, Paul, anybody related to him a reason to apologize. And he's never given anybody a reason to be like, ooh, that's our guy. None of that at all. He's class. He is class A. He is one of the most talented drivers in, in the garage. And I believed him to be very deserving as our series champion this year. Speaking with Mike Bagley here on this week's edition of uh, Southern Race Week Radio. And one of the questions I want to ask you about is Chase's situation. He and, and Chastain got a little bit of a uh, situation there. And there was even a point where Chase got up back up to him. And, and I didn't know what was going to happen there, but he raised him clean the rest of the way. I don't think Chase knew if it was his fault or what happened there. It seemed like he was didn't understand what was going on from your perspective. And now kind of looking back at it. What did you think of that move there with Ross and, and Chase? I thought it was a racing incident myself because on those restarts, that's the risk you run when you cut the car down on the apron like that. At one point, we had him five, six, seven wide, whatever that was. It looked like basically the Oklahoma land rush or <laughs> the connector in Atlanta trying to get to Hartsfield going south there by Atlantic Station. That's exactly what it looked like. Everybody's trying to get in the same spot. Basically, you had too much race car and too little spot to put it in, and they made contact. Fans will talk about, well, Ross came up, Chase came down. Well, yeah, I thought it was one of those racing situations. I wish it hadn't happened because I was looking forward to seeing what Chase had. At that moment, he kept working his way up, working his way up, working his way up, and they were slowly getting up there, and they were slowly starting to make progress. And then they got in striking distance, and then bam, they got taken out. I feel bad for Allen. I feel bad for Chase because Chase is a classy guy too, in my opinion. He didn't get in the mud. He didn't. He he didn't want to go, you know, fight and you know take shots at Ross and all that stuff. I thought he handled himself very well in what is probably one of the more disappointing times of his professional career. So kudos to Chase. No reason to believe that Napa number nine is going to become derailed in the offseason. I still think that they're one of the strongest forces in the Cup Garage, and Chase Elliott fans have a lot to look forward to in 2023. And speaking of 2023, uh, Mike, you know, a lot of the kind of the offseason transitions and moves, like, happened during the regular season. So I don't think we're going to see a lot of activity a lot of activity going on during the off season, but as far as all the, the, all the moves that happened during the season, which one move are you looking forward to seeing in 2023 materialize as far as a driver transferring to another team, you know, anything that jumps out at you that you're kind of excited to see the, the change in next year, as far as drivers or anything like that. And, and curious to see how they perform in their new cars, new rides, new teams. Oh, Kyle Busch to Richard Childress racing hands down, because here's why RCR went into a funk. For quite a long time, they weren't that championship winning team that a lot of us got to know in the 90s with Dale. And they lost their way as far as racing for championships. But performance has come back. Austin's performance has ticked up. Tyler Reddick's performance has ticked up. And I believe that Tyler has brought some perspective into Richard Childress Racing that has helped them get better. Well, now... As Tyler goes to 2311, you bring in Kyle Busch, who is one of the best wheelmen this sport has ever had. Number two, if the car's not right, he's going to let you know about it. Take that feedback 
and make your cars better. And if there's anyone that can lead Richard Childress Racing back to a championship, it's Kyle Busch. And I believe that RCR will be better for bringing Kyle Busch in. And I also think Kyle Busch will be better as well, dealing with the disappointment and the way things went down at JGR and Toyota. He's found a new home, and he's also found a new home for Kyle Busch Motorsports. So Kyle Busch is hitting the reset button twice with KBM and with what he's going to do. I think Kyle Busch will be better for going to RCR, and I think RCR will be better for bringing in Kyle Busch. And within three years, RCR will be NASCAR Cup Series champions again. Write it down. Hands guaranteed. Without okay, so, well, no problem. I will save this audio. So when it does happen, I will send it to you so you can play it all throughout the, the morning drive. So you can let Pete and everyone know that when it came to predictions, you were the one. It, it happened here on Southern Racing Radio. So hopefully you'll give us credit when you when I do send you the audio to, to let everyone know that you are the man and you know what's going on in the world of NASCAR. And even though there is an off-season for the Motor Racing Network, no off-season for Sirius XM Radio, because you'll be still joining people on the morning drive as they head off into work in the morning. Nothing better than listening to the calendar, which is my favorite segment of the morning drive every day, and the great comedy and hilarity that goes along with it. But listen, 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Sirius XM Channel 90 for the morning drive. And, of course, you'll listen to them all over again when the Motor Racing Network kicks off coverage at the Daytona 500 in uh, 2023. And uh, once again, Mike, before we let you go, um, just want to thank you for all the years of, of uh, time that you've given to the show. Uh, we have bonded a great friendship, even though sometimes you might not want to admit to that. And uh, I appreciate uh, all you do for our show. Dude, you're a great friend of the show and always enjoy it when you come to Atlanta for race weekend. And we're looking forward to seeing you back here in March for a 400-mile nascar race at ams which i think a lot of people are very fun uh excited and fired up for sir well you guys do a great job i appreciate you asking me to uh to come on and you're right we've known each other for years through other professional enterprises and uh always good to be able to spend time with you and and your listeners and the cross promotion there anytime you know the phone number and obviously you've now tapped into my computer zoom wise so let me know hit me up we'd be more than glad to join you again Next year, you guys, I'm sure I put in some great programming as well. I see all the tweets and the social media and hear all the interviews you do. But uh, you guys do great work as well. Hope you guys have some downtime as far as off season and holidays are concerned. And before you know it, it'll be the clash of the Coliseum and then off to Daytona for Speed Weeks. Looking forward to it. And before we let you go, Mike, I know you're very prominent on social media. So let's throw out that social media handle out there. So if our listeners want to keep up with you, follow along with what's going on with you and also what's going on with the morning drive, where can they go to follow along with you, sir? At the Mike Bagley, B-A-G-L-E-Y. That's on Twitter. Well, Mr. Bagley, as once, as always, thank you so much for your time, sir. Enjoy your off season. Looking forward to uh, talking back with you when we kick things off in 2023, sir. You too, my friend. Appreciate you. Thanks for the time. I'm Jacqueline Drake with the Cars Tour, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Salfie continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And even though NASCAR, NHRA, and IndyCar have wrapped up their years for the year here in 2022, there's still plenty of racing going on here to wrap up the year before we get set to welcome in 2023. And one of those drivers who's got some events coming up here to wrap up the season also has been racing over the last few weeks. And also you might recognize her from her many appearances at uh, Atlanta Motor uh, Atlanta Motor Speedway during the Thursday Thunder 
season. Ladies and gentlemen, Georgia driver from the south side of town. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in Miss Emma Miss Britt, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Eastwick Radio. Hopefully you're having a great day today, my friends. Thank you so much. I am. How about you? We're doing good. Having a great day today. We're very honored and privileged to have you on the program this week. And I believe we've had you on once before. Your mom got a hold of us and we reached out to you and very honored to have you on the program because we love promoting, especially Georgia drivers and especially those that participate at our home track of Atlanta Motor Speedway, as you've been out there for a Thursday Thunder. So before we talk about what I brought you on the show to discuss, tell me a little bit about your experience at Atlanta Motor Speedway and your thoughts on the Thursday Thunder program and how it has helped you evolve uh, as a driver. I definitely love the Thursday Thunder program. Atlanta is actually the first track I ever tested a Bando, anything. Bando is the first thing I've ever raced. And big thanks to Ken Regan for letting me test that day. I was really excited when my dad came home one day and said, would you like to test a Bandolero at Atlanta Motor Speedway? And that's what we did. Then that following same year in 2020, I had my first Thursday Thunder. And it definitely improved me as a driver having those races back to back. And I even got my first ever podium finish there. And I'll tell you, those tech people that place the experience it's like home they are amazing i love my teammates my competitors it's just home and they say a lot of drivers say when they get that first taste of a win it's just addictive at that point it's just you want to have it all the time is is that how you felt that first time on the podium you're just like wow this is now this is something i really want to experience more and more yes it definitely is addictive after you had that first podium that feeling of I made it. I finally did it. I worked so hard. And it's definitely an experience that will last a lifetime. Now, recently, you're out there at the Bullring at Las Vegas Motor Speedway uh, doing an event out there. Tell me a little bit about your experience there at Las Vegas, racing with maybe drivers you hadn't had an opportunity to race with, and maybe uh, taking that opportunity to meet new people and maybe make connections. It was definitely a once in a lifetime experience. I love the fact that we drove there and I got to see all these different places like Oklahoma, Texas, Memphis, like places I've never been. And when we got there, I was just greeted with all these amazing, sweet people who locally run there. And they're just so nice. I had a blast with the people I raced against, the people I met. Everybody who was around there was just so warm and welcoming. I would love to go back next year. I definitely think that is in our books. We got driver Emma Britt here on this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Tell me about your year. Is there anything that jumps out at you as you kind of wrap up your racing year? Any highlight, any particular race that you kind of say, hey, this is the number one thing for me in 2022? One of my definite big highlights had to have been getting my first outlaw win at Atlanta NASCAR weekend that one really stood out in my first win at Charlotte Motor Speedway my first time there it was my first time in Charlotte period and the experience there as soon as I got there and just got to so see the town and like it already was making me really excited 
but my first race I won like that just made the whole weekend highlight like it stood out to me it was so fun I loved the people there I just really enjoyed it that has to be one of my favorite highlights and of course Vegas getting to meet all those new people for the legend legend nationals since they don't have East and West, they're all combined. Everybody was there and I got to meet all those people as well. That was a very fun experience. Now, one thing I'm always curious about for some drivers is some drivers take this as a hobby or some drivers really, you know, want to go with this as a career. I know you're still very young and extremely young, but as you kind of get older and you're getting more experience and doing these kind of fun experiences outside of Atlanta, uh, do you have a, a, a direction of where you're going, whether it's just going to be something you're going to do for fun on the side, or is this something you would like to eventually maybe steer yourself into a career in, in the K&N series or ARCA or even in the top, you know, NASCAR series? I definitely see this as being my career. I love it so much. I just think that racing over the years has become such a big part in my life. Like I love the feeling when I'm at the racetrack, I love meeting new people. I love the racing part of it, but I really love those memories you make outside the car too. I love the people around and I really see this being my career. Now, Emma, I know you're going to probably have a lot going on in 2023 that you're still up in the air about, undecided about, and, and maybe you haven't locked in everything. Uh, hopefully, for sure, we'll see you Thursday Thunder in 2023. But if our listeners want to keep up with what might be your plans for next year as far as racing schedule, maybe a bio, or maybe kind of learn more about you, uh, where, can they, where, where can we steer them to get information and updates about what's going on with you? I have a Twitter page, a Instagram, and I have a Facebook my all my social medias are emma brit 38 but my facebook is just emma brit racing we update every single race and every time there's going to be an, a race coming up and when maybe an opportunity is going to struck i definitely will say we will have a bunch of surprises in 2023 with different opportunities to try bigger cars smaller cars dirt cars it, it's going to be a fun year well, um, Emma, hopefully you'll uh, be back on the program here in 2023 and keep us updated with your progress and what's going on to you with go what's going on with you. Uh, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on Southern Race Week Radio. Good luck to you as you wrap up your 2022 campaign and looking forward to what the future holds for you as we kick things off for you racing wise in 2023. Yes, I would love to be on the show again in 2023. I definitely will say I will be racing a Thursday Thunder in 2023, and I can't wait to update y'all with that as well. Hey, this is NASCAR driver Trevor Bain, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you on the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. You continue on with this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio, along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. We're very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here via the Food Depot Zoom line. As he always brings us up to date in the latest in short track news and information, ladies and gentlemen, he is the host of PRN at the track. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Lenny Bartiki. Wow. Alfie, that's your holiday season best. 
Thank you. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mr. Batiki, as always, we're very honored and privileged uh, that you're taking time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. You're a great friend of the show, and we really appreciate you uh, taking the time as you're one of the many people who give it, keep us up to date on what's going on in the world of uh, short track racing. And and I just kind of complimented you before we went on the air here that uh, you did a live broadcast from the World of All Outlaws uh, finals they had at the Charlotte Dirt Track and uh, complimented you on a great job you did there broadcasting live, kind of pre-race action, talking to some of the drivers out there. What an amazing event and just a great crowd on hand at the uh, Charlotte Short Track there to uh, check out all that action from, one of the, from the World of Outlaws. Dirt racing, uh, certainly all grassroots racing seems to have had a pretty decent year. And uh, they were t- they were uh, out in full force uh, at the uh, Speedway. Lucky to be able to uh, do that. Lucky last week as well to uh, clear our 800th show for a PRN's at the track on broadcast radio. So wow. we're pretty tickled about that. So let me tell you, let me ask you about that, Lenny, because we do talk a, little, a lot about short track here, but we very rarely really look at your show, PRN at the track as you celebrate, as you said, your 800th uh, episode. And let me go back to you, episode number one. What was the the concept, and, and how did PRN at the track come to be so successful that you've hit episode number 800? Well, it, the, the reason it's so successful is because the guests. We've had almost 1,200 guests in those 800 shows, and to have that many different voices on from all across grassroots racing, uh, whether they were promoters, drivers, crew members, moms, <laughs> it doesn't take a lot. Uh, you know, we interesting personalities is what we're all about. We'll let the, the podcast decide who uh, was using the right chassis or right tires or things like that. But we like to hear the personal stories. And I think that's what's connected with the fans. Uh, the grassroots people are, are so honest and genuine. And Lenny, we're, we're getting ready to wrap up the year here. We're in the middle of November, Thanksgiving, not too far off the way, as well as Christmas. And even though this is the holiday season and for the professional racing world, things are shutting down for NASCAR and NHRA and, and the IndyCar series. But the world of short track racing, a lot going on. I'm, there's a lot of racing going on during the Thanksgiving holiday. And of course, with Five Flag Speedways uh, holding the 55th annual Snowball Derby, where a lot of the big names of starting to uh, line up their name, Noah Grayson, the latest name that we heard that it's going to be a part of the Snowball Derby. Racing over the next few weeks is going to be exciting and sure to wrap up the year. Well, the, the first thing we want to tell everybody is get to Food Depot with that big old uh, Thanksgiving holiday list. So you get your turkey, you get your cranberry sauce, you get your rolls, whatever you need. As I'm sure Food Depot has everything in stock and we want to uh, appreciate their support of your show here and the Food Depot hotline. But you're right. Uh, Livonia Speedway has their big street stock event on the 19th. The 19th weekend has three big races, depending on where you are in the state. Livonia's got their street stock event. Needmore's got their early bird. Over on towards the coast, Screven has their uh, bandit uh, weekend over there. And if you're kind of across the border uh, in South Carolina, a guy named Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to be racing at the uh, South Carolina Floor 100 at Florence Motor Speedway. So those those should be pretty th- good. Uh, my Thanksgiving, by the way, uh, we're going to eat uh, here at in Mooresville, and then I'm going to take the uh, ride down to Swainsboro for a race that I have just fallen in love with over the last decade. 
the Turkey 100 at Swainsboro Speedway is so special. Paul Purvis not only has a great track there and a great people, but on Saturday about noon, they're going to have drivers from all the generations that have raced there at Swainsboro. Veteran drivers, not only from Swainsboro, but Gordon Park, which was uh, you know, not far from there. And a lot of the local tracks, veterans are going to come out and just share some fellowship and some post-Thanksgiving fun. The Turkey 100 at Swainsboro on the uh, weekend, right after the Saturday, right after Thanksgiving, just a must uh, be a part of. It is a very special event. And I had Tim Bryan on the program a couple of weeks ago from Five Flags Speedway as they're getting set for their biggest event of the year, uh, the 55th Annual Snowball Derby. I mentioned just moments ago, Noah Grayson, the next big name that has signed up to come in and race at the Snowball Derby. Can you explain to those maybe mild-mannered listeners and fans what makes this event one of the top events of the entire calendar year? Well, it's one of those events that uh, has been going on for decades. So uh, racers know about it pretty much once they start to rise at, at their local track at any age, any place. It's a pavement track, high bank, super fast. They use super late models, big engines, big motors, uh, big teams. And the, uh, the prestige of the Snowball Derby is unparalleled in pavement short track racing uh you know when you've got kyle larson uh, has gone down there and and wanted eric jones christopher bell chase elliott uh big names that we see now they were not big names when they first got there and noah gregson he's tried it before you're going to see josh barry dale earnhardt jr's driver in the xfinity series he's going down there He's won a lot of big races, but he hasn't won the Snowball Derby. And then, of course, Bubba Pollard, you know, he is a huge name down there, just like he is at Sonoy this weekend and uh, everywhere else he ever goes. It is one of those all-star grassroots races uh, that uh, it, it is a must-go to uh I don't know, six, seven years ago, I got to be a pit reporter on the uh, Speed 51 broadcast. And uh, everywhere you look, uh, it's big names and big people. And uh, I would certainly recommend uh, folks checking it out and uh, getting down there. It's a good time of the year to uh, get down to uh, the Pensacola area anyway. It's still a little cool, but, uh, you know, you get to hear those ocean waves uh, go by when you're not at the track. And those engines roar like nowhere else when you're at Five Flags. Well, Mr. Patiki, we really appreciate taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Racing Radio. If our listeners want to check out PRN at the track, any of the 800 episodes that are available, where can they go to, to check it out and, and check out all the episodes and listen in? GoPRN.com is where our uh, shows are. And please give us a follow on PRN's at the track on Twitter. We'll keep you updated with all the grassroots racing information we can find throughout the week, throughout the weekend, throughout the holidays. And can't wait to be back on in 2023 right here with you, Alfie. Thanks well, so much for having us. I'm Adam Alexander, part of the NASCAR coverage on Fox Sports 1, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Alfie as we wrap up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And once again, thanks to our great guest, for joining us this week here to break down the latest in racing news and information. Thanks to Mike Bagley of the Motor Racing Network and NASCAR Series Channel 90 for uh, joining us here to talk a little bit of NASCAR for us. And then Emma Britt, local driver here from the state of Georgia, joining us. And then, of course, Lenny Patiki, host of PRN at the track with the latest in short track news 
and information. So once again, thanks to those great guests for joining us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. And next week, we'll have another star-studded edition of Southern Race Week Radio. Next week here on the program, we'll be joined with Eric Moses, president of Nashville Super Speedway, as we break down all the action that will be going on at Nashville Super Speedway next year for race weekend there. And then also JoJo Wilkinson from Hueytown, Alabama. We'll talk about uh, her season so far in 2022 and also talk to her about uh, her participation in the Snowball Derby coming up in December at Five Flags Speedway. So we'll have another great episode of Southern Race Week Radio coming up for you next week. Don't forget about the podcast. If you'd like to once again listen to this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio or any of our past episodes of Southern Race Week Radio, just head on over to iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud and uh, listen in, search for us, and subscribe to the podcast as well. We really would appreciate that. Don't forget about the email address. Send us that email anytime you would like, srwradio at yahoo.com. That is srwradio at yahoo.com. And also our social media platforms. You can like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash southernraceweek or follow us on Twitter at srwradio. So please enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll catch back up with you next week right here on Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. <laughs>